Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Thursday. And boy, outside it looks like it. It feels like football weather. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, and we're with you for the next couple of hours right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 on the FM dial as we talk sports with you uh, right up until noon on a busy Thursday on our program. Here's what the BMW guest list has in store in about 15 minutes. We will speak with the head coach of Drake football. Yes, the Bulldogs are in action tonight. Uh, they will, uh, West Virginia Wesleyan is the opponent. Six o'clock, uh, at Drake Stadium. They serve beer. Uh, that? absolutely. Look, I know we're all Iowa and Iowa State, uh, heavy, but if you want to get a little taste of college football, at least before the uh, curtain goes up over the weekend, uh, and you're in the area and you're looking for something to do and you want to get out and mingle, uh, Drake plays tonight, six o'clock kickoff. The head coach of Drake, Todd Stepsis, will join us here in about 15 minutes. At the bottom of the hour, his weekly appearance, Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star, covers Nebraska. They will, uh, play Fordham. What's the number? Did you say 40 yesterday? Did somebody say 40? Yeah, it's in the 40s. It's in the 40s. In the 40s. <laughs> uh, so Sip will join us at 1030. Tough spot? Fordham. <laughs> They'll sneak up on New York's team. Now, I wonder if, if they're going to... Um, did you see some of the weather in that area yes. yesterday? My God. What some- if they got... Uh, if they were okay, because it did uh, I, the remnants of it. I guess it's more than remnants. Mm-hmm. Hammered uh, New York, New and New Jersey. Anyway, Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal Star, bottom of the hour. Lee Sterling, his first appearance since Super Bowl Sunday, uh, will be back with us, and he'll be in this spot every Thursday from now. Does he stay through the end of college or through the end of the regular season in the NFL? I think through the end of college football is so when we have Lee. That's, that's, what that's I usually thought. what it goes through. So and December, he, and then a bowl, right, and, and then a Super back. Bowl. For the Super Bowl. Yep. Gotcha. So Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. He'll be here a lot uh, between now and uh, Christmas or thereabouts uh, at 10.50. We will start the second hour of the program with our friend Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com. And our Chiefs conversation with Nick Trent all year long are brought to us by... Graphite Construction Group. Thanks to the fine folks over there. Going out to talk to a couple of guys later this afternoon. Big Chiefs fans, Russ Carew, the owner has had Chiefs season tickets for a long, long time. He was. Uh, we talked to him back in August as he got to go to the opening event for season ticket holders, the opening practice there. Loves his Chiefs, loves the NFL, and thank you to Graphite Construction Group, also our presenting sponsor of our Player of the Game, our hard hat Player of the Game, after each and every high school sporting event here on KXNO, and this year, football live on 96.9 The Bull. So did you have trouble with your game last week? It was a pretty good game as far as identifying one guy for your Player of the Game. It, it was one of those games right. that there wasn't just one person that you could point to. We handed out Dar Danielson, who was my color guy, on Friday night. He gave it to Jay Moore, who had the pass deflection for Valley mm. to win the football game. He played really well. Undersized outside linebacker, he played well. But for Valley this week, it's a step up. Y'all say. <laughs> they get Southeast Polk. 
Indeed they do. Uh, and uh, f- our final guest, uh, Bill Bender, our friend from the Sporting News, uh, will join us each and every week as he does throughout the season. He joins us a lot throughout the offseason as well. But Bill Bender from the Sporting News, anxious to pick his brain on Ohio State. Uh, of course, he's based in the state of Ohio. He sees a lot of Buckeye games. I bet them last night to win the national championship. To win the national, to win the national okay, championship. Okay, not to win the Big Ten, nope. not taking free nope. money. No, no, yeah, I never bet a lot to make a little, as right. you know, or yes, seldom, yes. unless I'm really forced to. Um, and I shopped around, and I and I got to Ohio State at uh, plus five fifty to win the net. They're just look if Stroud can play, mm-hmm. and and he's an Ohio State quarterback. I have to think that he's got some ability, you know, to to win that job. We'll see. They, they're they're so stacked in so many places, but. Um, Bet the Buckeyes to win it all. Like that? Going the Buckeyes, looking for a little more value there? Yeah, just, you know what, uh, they got so close last year. Mm-hmm. You know, this this app, you know, when you had a couple of pops, you're feeling pretty good. <laughs> I got to put, put my phone, because I, I love futures. I hate betting games. I just I just hate betting games. Not hate, but I don't bet games, mm-hmm. right? Because then I look at it out of a gambling eye instead of just, you know. What you're seeing football Right, wise. and... um. So I don't bet games for that reason. I also bet the Brewers last night. Oh, you did? Yeah, to win the World Series. Well, you got some money coming your way with your Brewers with the preseason Brewers, bets. Right? Yes, absolutely. To win, I think they're like one game. They win one more game. They break the total and do so here on Labor Day weekend. We will take it. Anyways, so I did watch a little UAB because the baseball trend, is, I mean, the Cardinals were down, what was it, 9-1 at one point? Is that what it was? It was. I didn't see a pitch of the first game. I was busy yesterday afternoon. Um, Making bets. You know, that was last night. But um, with my other job, I had, I had a busy day. Um, so I didn't see a pitch of the first game. But they needed to do, they got done what they needed to do, right? They mm-hmm. took two of three for the Reds. You'd have liked to have seen them take three, obviously. But they're treading water, I guess. Would you put it that way? Still plenty of time. There's 30 games left. I wish they played, they had the Reds more on their schedule. They that would help. They're finished now. Finished? With the Reds, I mean. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I thought you were crossing no, the No, 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 no. I still think they've got a they've got a slim chance. And don't look now. Here come the Phillies, who are now tied with the Cardinals for that second spot right. out. Well, the, uh, the, the Dodgers did the Phillies a favor by taking care of the Braves uh, to start the week. First time since April 28th, the Dodgers are alone in How first about that? place. Isn't that something? Remember Has how, it been that long? Oh, man, this team's in trouble. <laughs> Was that you or me? Mm, probably both of us. <laughs> probably. Overreaction in baseball. Yeah, what made. the heck, right? Right. And here they are as we flip the calendar to September, mm-hmm. and they are alone in first And there's a trend. I think they're going to open up on them now. Yeah. I really do. I think I see them pulling away uh, from a really good story, the Giants. And then it'll be the Giants and the Reds or the Giants and the Phillies or the Giants and the Padres. Meanwhile, in the American League, you know where we're trending towards, right, in the wild card game? Oh, yeah. Yankees Red Sox. Sign me up for that. I'm with you. We can't lose, right? One of them's going home. Right, absolutely. I kind of hope the Yankees go home because it sure looks as though. You see Garrett Cole last night? My God, 15 strikeouts. He's When he's right. Yeah, maybe it was more than the sticky stuff for him. Maybe he doesn't need it after all. Hmm. We haven't heard a whole lot about that lately. You know know, it's a good point. It's oh, really all this point. overreaction. Uh-huh. The, no, what, the last time I think we heard about it, was speaking of overreaction, was Lance Lynn overreacting when he mm. ripped his belt off right. um, and, and threw, it at, well, not threw it at the umpire, but tossed it in his direction. But I, since then, it's kind of been a pretty quiet topic. Yeah, I'm good with that, too. Castellanos, he was the only one that got in trouble last night for as bad as the Cardinals were looking at it. So I didn't see that part. Oh, yeah. 
they they thought that he had I don't know Super Bowls in his bat or something like really? that. Really? As he drove in six, they asked to see the bat. Nothing there. I didn't know that. Game and ship. Yeah, it's too yeah. bad. They again, they don't have they don't face each other anymore until spring training. <laughs> sure. Um, Those two teams never get along, do they? they? They've got a history there. Yeah. I like that about them. I like that about. And them. it doesn't matter if the Reds are awful. Seems like there's always something brewing with those yeah, two teams. Yep, true story. Uh, so, so anyways, back to where I started. I, I flipped over to your UAB game. Ugly. They got a quarterback. Yeah, though. they do. Johnson kid. Yeah, yeah. They that kid. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but he's accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what he's going up against defensively, but who knows? I mean, we may. This will be the only time I'm going to say that I will see them this year until maybe they play the week before Christmas in a bowl game. Right. You know, so we're filling out your confidence pools. At least you go, well, hey, man, you know, didn't I see them? And way back in labor, first part of September. So um, that's what they're Maybe the Conference USA at. Championship game they if might. it's at a funky yeah, time. They might, know, Something right? like that. Yeah. Bill Clark, you cannot sing I the love praises the story, of this. Trent. They shut down the mm-hmm. program. It was done. They brought it back. He stayed. They didn't play for two years. They come back year one, go eight and five. Year two, they win their division. Yeah. I mean, unthinkable. It is. I know there's a lot of talent in Alabama. Probably <laughs> one of the easier, you know, Conference USA teams to recruit to, but yeah. still, that's highly impressive. And that guy, that's the where you're calling. You're looking to rebuild a program. Mm-hmm. That's where you're looking because nobody's done anything quite like that before. But the game overall, yeah, it stunk. Uh, you're right. Todd steps is in about five minutes. So, what did you take away, if anything? Uh, the Big Twelve athletic directors they spent two days meeting. Um, they came out with a statement following, I'll, I'll read it to you, it's not very long, following two days of uh, consultation with the athletic directors and the continuing members of the Big 12. Uh, Commissioner Bowlesby stated the 880s remain committed to furthering the Big 12 as one of the nation's premier athletic conferences and look forward to working with our presidents and chancellors to strengthen the league. Future... Um, exploration by the group will continue to center on the options that best position the long-term strength of the conference. So they're building. Uh, they seem unified at this point. I mean, I don't know what else he was going to say. Right. My takeaway from that was not anything in the statement or what happened, because this is what I believe the whole time was ultimately going to happen, that the eight were going to stay together. They weren't going to have a seat at the table. What I continue to be so surprised by is the echo chamber from the Iowa States and Kansas States and Kansas of the world. Well, we're just waiting for our payday from Texas and Oklahoma. Then everything's going to blow yeah. up. It's not. It's not. No, you've I don't been, think so either. You've been told, very frankly, by yeah. the Pac-12 and the Big right. Ten and the ACC, that is they're not the end They're satisfied with the way their conference looks at. They looks are right set. Now. They are not yeah. expanding for the sake of expansion. I don't think so either. 16's not the magic number that a lot of people thought it was going to be for mm-hmm. each conference in the four power. I wish it was. That's not what it's going to be, though. What it's going to be is a power structure with the four conferences, and the Big 12 can still have a seat at the table. I maintain this the whole time. There's still a spot there if you make the right decisions, you bring in the right programs, and you build this up. You're going to be better than the American Athletic Conference. In East Carolina, there's no Tulane. You can build a conference that is right there, that's going to have a team every single year, and in times, multiple teams in a 12-team college football playoff. That is on the table, Mm -hmm. but you have to do it right. And doing Mm -hmm. it right isn't two, to get to 10. It's getting to 12. Right. Right. Become the Big 12. Invite Central Florida. Get Cincinnati. Get BYU. How about this? How about the winner tonight's Boise State Central Florida game gets a, <laughs> gets a, a bid? I think there'd Put be a little more in that line. one. Yeah. That's what you're doing. That's how you get there. That's how you survive and thrive 
as a league mm-hmm. in the structure, you're going to get more than the $8 million a year the athletic oh, American sure. Athletic Conference gets. You're going to get more than that. It's not going to be $35 million, but no, 20 but is not some, crazy. You've got some brands that yes. are left in the big now. You know, big the whole, 12. In the Big 12, but going forward. But the eight that remain... I mean, for God's sakes, the defending national champion basketball resides there. Right. Iowa State's going to put 61,000 fans in the seat back-to-back games. If they can keep Campbell um, and they continue to build on this, you're right. There's going to be. Here's what I don't get, though. West Virginia. What is Gordon? Is it Gee or G's old? Whatever. Yes. G's. Where's the bow tie? Right. Why is he tapping the brakes on expansion? It's the last thing you want to do. For the Big 12's perspective? Right. The more, the merrier, Gordy. Yes. A 14 playoff. Doesn't help you. You're in deep trouble. Deep, deep, deep trouble. 12 team playoff? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. In fact, go to that meeting and suggest 16. Now, we've seen him throughout the time. He opens his mouth a whole lot and says some stupid, stupid things. Well, that is as stupid a thing as I can recall, Trent. I know the latest is always the greatest, but my God, stay at four? No. He was the one back when Trestle was getting in trouble. He was the president at the time at that, Ohio yeah. State. And they said, you know, talking about the job security of Trestle, he says, I just hope he doesn't fire me. That's right. That's your school president. That's right. I he is now. a flapper. He mm-hmm. flaps his gums a whole lot. Don't take what he says to the no, bank. No, Jesus. It'll uh, be right. I hope he's not on any of these committees that's going to ultimately. Is he a decision maker? I know President Winterstein's part of it. Right. I, di- I didn't see him on that committee. I, he doesn't, I don't, well, that's good. <laughs> One uh, final note. Yesterday we were talking to Troy Macker from yep. Bet Rivers. Mm-hmm. And on they our opened television up, show. They opened up the point spread for at Bet Rivers for the UNI Iowa State game. Mm-hmm. UNI getting 34 and a half. Right. It moved to 31 and a half very quickly. He told us. They weren't able to get a they bet. They could on get Iowa a bet State. on Iowa State at that number. It was all you and I money yep. that came in very quickly. There, it's at thirty-one and a half. That's where it's at currently. So we got a number. It's a number that you can bet here in the state that uh, came out a little bit later on. But interesting to see that and to see everybody jumping on one side very quickly with yeah, you and I taking the thirty-four. And he said it was also one of their most bet games that they had mm-hmm. in terms of volume. Well, they do a quickly. lot of business in the state of Iowa. They do right. Yep. And you know, do you remember? Um, when when Cyhawk the numbers first came out, mm-hmm. it was the it was the highest volume game betting wise. Now that's come back to the pack, right? Everybody's anxious for this Saturday, right? Yeah, you but, know, we're firing on games this week. But their games of the year, it was bigger than Florida State mm-hmm. Notre Dame. It was bigger than Miami Alabama Iowa Iowa State was their most bet game, yeah. and not just in the state of Iowa. This was nationwide in the states that they currently reside in. Pennsylvania, I know, is a big one. Illinois, Indiana. It's not just available here. Right. And yet the highest volume that they had was Iowa, Iowa State. All right, Todd Steps is head coach of Drake here coming up momentarily. We, uh, uh, along those lines with Troy Macker, asked him, you know, this weekend, what he anticipates, the three big games, and I don't know if they're the three biggest games, but there's two of them, you know, parked on in uh, in prime time. Um, of course, we've got we've got uh, Georgia and Clemson. Then on Sunday night, Notre Dame uh, has 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 a big one, as as we know. And then uh, Notre Dame against Florida State. Monday, Louisville and Old Miss. I asked him of those three big games. You know, which game does he anticipate to see the most handle on volume wise? He said, "It's no, he won't even be close." Uh, it's Notre Dame, Florida State, just because Notre Dame moves the needle like none other. Um, did that surprise you when he said that, that of the three, quote, primetime games, the Notre Dame-Florida State would be the highest-handled game? That would be on Sunday night? 
at first it did, and then I thought about it. Notre Dame, right? Well, and I also thought one of their biggest places, states that they have, is Illinois. Mm-hmm. And you think of Chicago. Yeah. It's not about Northwestern. Nope. nope. It's not about Illinois. Yeah. It's about Notre Dame in that city. And then I said, oh, yeah, that, that makes, makes a whole sense. lot of sense. Well, it's about the Drake Bulldogs tonight here in central Iowa. They kick off their season for the second time in 2021, right? Weird. That's right. And it is weird. Six o'clock uh, at uh, Drake Stadium. Again, they serve beer. Uh, if you're looking to get out, want to see some football tonight, uh, kickoff is at six. He's Todd Steps, is the head coach of those Drake Bulldogs, and he joins us. Coach Trent Condon and Ken Miller, thanks for coming on, Coach. We appreciate it. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Is it 6 o'clock yet? Uh, yeah, these right. long days, man, they're killing me. No, I bet. Uh, everybody's excited to get this one going, I'm sure, with uh, inside the locker room. So, Coach, I want to go back to, um, you know, just you guys ended your season, you got a couple of months off, and boom, you're back on the practice field, and you're preparing for another season. So what was what's the biggest difference? Were the, were, the, were the players further along when you got them back in August than they normally would have been? I mean, fall uh, spring practice is one thing, but actually spring games and preparing and game planning is a whole other thing. What, what kind of differences did you see in this anything but normal year? Well, I think you hit it on the head. Um, you know, it, it, our first practice at training camp, you know, usually I'll lose my voice after that first practice because everybody's going the wrong way, you know, blown assignments left and right. And the guys really did pick up where they left off. So, that, you know, those 12 weeks of practice and those those games that we played in the spring um, really did help, I, I think, tremendously. And, you know, in, in football, you never bring the, the same roster back and, and here we are, you know, doing that. So um, it was great to get that experience in the spring. And, you know, knock on wood, uh, we're pretty healthy going into this first game. So I'm pretty excited about it. You look at camp, what you guys just went through here through the month of August, certainly different there. What was it like just knowing that you'd just seen these guys? I'm sure they were in a different kind of shape, but also they played some football before. And maybe did you have to lay off them a little bit more during August camp? Uh, we, we actually put the pedal, pedal down pretty good on them, but then also uh, when we build in a lot of injury prevention kind of uh, matters within the schedule. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that, hey, man, you know, we, we're, we're going to be playing, uh, you know, potentially, you know, 17 games here in a calendar year, which has never been done for us before. So, you know, not not to use up all the bullets in the chamber there. You know, we want to we want to save some for Saturdays. So, you know, we, we practiced hard. We you know, we scrimmaged and, and we tackled and, and, and we tried to get uh, the collision part of the, the sport, uh, you know, back into the groove, I guess. But, um, yeah, you know, it's I, I think, you know, with, with how training camp now has to be conducted, you know, there's been different rules out there now mm-hmm. that and you can only have so many scrimmages. You can only practice for so long. I mean, you know, when I played, it was, you know, three-hour practice, two days or two times a day for, you know, two and a half weeks and mm-hmm. you know two days don't exist anymore so um you know, i think you know a lot of the structure of, of how you have to operate now i think uh does wonders for for keeping guys healthy you know you mentioned that you are relatively healthy i guess the one maybe um, um drawback of playing as late as you did if you did have a kid uh one of your guys got injured during the season you know you've got those built-in months to get them as close to a hundred percent as they can in time for September. Uh, did you have any of those season-ending injuries that you that uh, is going to you know keep some kids off the field until you know midway through this season type of thing? Just because you didn't have that luxury of those flexible months uh, in, in the off season. 
We did. Yeah, we actually had uh, we had two, and so you know, and, and those are you know, they they really break your heart. And, and and to be honest, that was the one reservation I think I had going into the spring and playing. I'm like, you know, if if we have a, a knee injury of some kind that takes you know nine to twelve months to heal and and to get cleared medically, or, you know, th- that person is going to miss it now a year and a half. And so, um, you know, we had we had two of those, unfortunately. Um, you know, but you know, the nice thing is, you know, one of them was uh, was a young guy, so you know, he's just in the beginning of his career, and he'll be back better than ever here, um, you know, next fall. And then, um, unfortunately, the other one was one of our our fifth year seniors that was going to come back and play his final season. But you know, he's he's been the the typical uh, you know Drake Bulldog as far as uh, still still around, still helping out any way he can, and um, you know, I'm I'm just happy that uh, we get to see his face every day. Still, he's still smiling, and um, you know, who knows? He's making a lot of progress on that injury. We may be able to sneak him in there <laughs> for uh, for a field goal or something towards the end of the year. That'd be awesome. Starting in 2013, the Pioneer League they started receiving an automatic bid into the FCS playoffs. It's been San Diego that has been there. A couple other uh, teams, Dayton and Butler, also have got that automatic bid. But what would it mean mean to Drake football to break through and get to the playoffs? Oh, I mean, it'd be phenomenal. I mean, you know, we, we've never done it before. And mm-hmm. so, you know, to be the, the first team to do it, I think, uh, you know, it would mean a lot. But, I mean, just, you know, football in general, I think more than any other sport, uh, you know, the the amount of hours of preparation in comparison to the amount of games you get to play, I think, um, is exponentially, you know, more than, than anything. And so, you know, just, just the opportunity to, to win a championship and then, to continue to play a sport that, that they love so much, I, I think would mean the world to them. So, um, you know, that, that's why we like to, to challenge ourselves in the non-conference game. And, and, and also really our, our conference schedule has, has really gotten better. You know, the competition, the, the teams, um, everything. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun to be a part of. Well, you mentioned that non-conference. I mean, the next couple of weeks on the road at uh, uh, Montana State and then up to Grand Forks to take on North Dakota. Uh, the, certainly next week you'll be tested, Coach. Montana State's always got a good program. Yeah, you know, it's, it was uh, funny. You know, we're, we're, we're really focused on today, but, you know, as you look at our schedule, sure. yeah, they're 11th in the country, I think, uh, up there in Bozeman, and I think, uh, I think North Dakota started sixth, so... Um, yeah, two two tough opponents, but you know, but again, you know, that that's who that's the type of caliber opponent we would be playing, you know, come you know, Thanksgiving time if we can make uh, it in the playoffs. No, so, no. Uh, coach, talk about the the pioneer. Who you know is I'm sure preseason rankings have come out, etc. Who has been picked by you know coaches or media? Who's the team to beat? Do you think in the pioneer this year? Who are the Bulldogs going to have to take on and take care of to advance? Well, you know what's 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 really interesting. The spring season, I think, um, kind of highlighted how even everything is. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, we we were in a ton of one possession games. You know, the the games that we lost, they were all by you know four points or less. So um, everything's pretty evened out. But you know, the the usual suspects are are always the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. So you know, the University of San Diego has won a bunch uh, here recently, and they're always tough out there on the West Coast and. You know, the University of Dayton's another team that um, they didn't play in the spring, so it'll be interesting. They've been, you know they've gone now a couple of years without playing on you know, how quickly can they catch up to the rest of us as far as um, experience is concerned. Because I know they'll have a bunch of new players rolling into this season. But you know Davidson's the team that won it in the spring, and so they they made it to the playoffs uh, you know here in the spring. So they'll be they'll be a good team to beat. But um, they're really top to top to bottom. You know it's there isn't a gimme anymore. You know when I got here in 2014. 
you know, there were a couple of teams you could kind of circle in your mind, uh, you know, preseason, like, yeah, we, we should be able to get this one and this one and this one where, you know, you can't do that anymore. Coach, uh, best of luck during, during the season. We appreciate you coming on. West Virginia Wesleyan tonight. Well, you know what? 30 seconds left. Uh, what, uh, what, what worries you about your opponent tonight? What do you know about them? Uh, you know, it's actually the unknown. You know, I mean, uh-huh. if you think about them, uh, you know, the league is, is unfamiliar to us. Uh, they've got a new head coach uh, that got hired in the summer. Um, you know, there's, you know, the roster has kind of turned over a little bit. So, um, you know, the two games they played in the spring, um, you know, they, they did have some, some flashes of, of some dangerous weapons and, and, and those guys are back. So, um, I think really the, the big concern is just the unknown. Like, what are we going to see? Um, you know, we've got a plan for a lot of different things and, um, it'll be interesting at six o'clock on what they roll out with. Go Drake Bulldogs is the website, tickets, information, et cetera, on the entire season, roster, et cetera, uh, for the Drake Bulldogs. Coach Stepsis, best of luck throughout the season. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yep, good to talk to you. Coach Todd Stepsis, head coach of the Drake Bulldogs. Six o'clock, Drake Stadium, beers flowing, <laughs> decent night, football weather. If you're looking for something to do. I'll point you in that direction to Forest Avenue. And a team that's easy to root for, playing in the non-scholarship yeah, I like this. Pioneer League. They've had some really good teams, just San Diego. Mm-hmm. That's been the team, right. the Torridors. And, and uh, they, they go there this year. I know they don't want to. They're not excited about the <laughs> San Diego and Lake right. Ball. They're not going there as a, you know tourist. Hey, can we go on Tuesday? Really? Can we practice out there right. all week? Uh, good luck to them. Good luck uh, to uh, Brian Harden, the AD over there. Uh, and, of course, Todd Stepsis, the head coach. And even their play-by-play guy, friend of ours, Chuck Reed, who does play-by-play for the Drake Bulldogs. Stephen M. Sipple on Nebraska next. Miller and Condon with you until noon. Uh, Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports in 20 minutes, 1460 KXNO, 106. Team Packs today. Because... Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Working on Stephen M. Sipple. You know what, if if there's a week for him to take off, it would be this one, right? Well, no, this is not the week to take off. Well, you want to look back. I was more so looking forward. No, 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 no. (laughs) I could give two craps about the Rams. I'm with you. I I, I couldn't care less, but I, I would like to see them. Maybe see if there's any other quarterback that can at least hit the broadside of a barn because we know the starter can't. He didn't want to take his medicine. That's what it is. <laughs> so, you mean? He knew I was waiting. Oh, they'll be bigger. Uh, that was a that's a that's a blow to their bowl chances, Trent. Illinois only has they a, were six and a half their total. Yeah, right in that I range. So yeah, Illinois, the only team that has a winning streak in the Big Ten, and it's against one team. One team, mm. Nebraska. Mm. Nebraska's not trying even now to get to the level of Iowa. Of Wisconsin, it's, of Northwestern. It's, it's unbelievable. They're trying to get to Illinois. <laughs> right. And they can't get there. Uh, Are we talking about dead man walking with Scott Frost? I. Can we wait a couple more games? How badly did they get beat by Oklahoma? 40? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think. How does November go? Not well. I mean, embarrassingly bad? No. Okay, then maybe not. If it's embarrassingly bad, they go five and seven, but they beat Iowa. How about that? Not enough. Not enough. It's got to be postseason this year. So who are you bringing in? Well, I don't know. Um, are I, you going back to the option? 
We got to do something. Bring in Munkin from Army? Go back to your roots? Because mm. what they tried has not worked. It hasn't. From the prodigal son yeah. to Look, West I Coast offense. I thought Mike Riley was going to turn it around. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. And this one, I thought they were going to be good. I thought the illusions of grandeur that they were going to be back in the national championship picture was ridiculous. Well, who did somebody say that? Oh, oh speaking of when Bet Frost Rivers. When Frost was hired? Oh, that back then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant going into this year. No. Speaking of Bet Rivers, what did they tell us about Nebraska? <laughs> That there are this is more, great. Yeah, the, we're talking about disproportionate amount of bets pursuant to what you know where they're ranked, and there were more bets on Nebraska um, to win the Big Ten volume wise. Yes, in terms of now, it's a lot of people probably crossing the river sure over the council bluffs and all right, open up my app and here's my twenty five dollar wager. It's mm-hmm. a lot of that, mm-hmm. not in terms of actual money that right. was on there, but you get it. It's you lived it, Ken. It's a different trend. You know there. what? I'm glad I. So, what Trent's been referring to. So, in 1994, I worked at Lincoln for in the fall during football season. And I enjoyed every single minute of it. The passion for it is, I'm glad I experienced it. And they were good at the time. It was Colorado and Nebraska, but just to experience what it was like actually living in Lincoln during a football season, I'm glad that I did. Uh, dating a gal, there was a family had season tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a blast, you had a blast, but it was a long time ago. Uh, let's get Stephen M. Simple. He joins us for a few minutes. Sip, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Yeah, sorry, I'm a little late. I appreciate your patience. Doing good. No, uh, glad to do it. So, I Trent wants to look back, and I guess we probably should because I don't know much what we're going to learn from the Fordham game. Sip, it was um, to to me as I look back, it was a roughing the passer and a taunting call after an interception that totally changed the complexion of that football game. I I I'm on board with the roughing the passer. I thought he drove him into the ground. I still to this day have not seen the taunt. I don't believe it was shown on TV. Uh, they didn't go back and replay it. Obviously, um, what was there and what's the consensus? Were both penalties sip? Yeah, I, here's the deal. Yeah, yes, they were. I mean, now I am. I have not seen the replay that shows the taunt. But the outside linebackers coach for Nebraska is Mike Dawson, and he was very matter-of-fact that there was a talk. So okay. uh, that's that's the Nebraska outside linebackers coach talking. That's who coaches Caleb Tanner, and he said there was that. Yeah, he taunted him. And, and I, you know, even in the, box, in the press box, as far as the roughing the passer goes, I didn't think it was roughing the passer because I didn't see the culmination of the play all the way down to – where he hit him with his head on the ground. So that so it was the flags sound to me like they were justified. It's interesting because in the moment I thought, oh God, that's a terrible call. It's a football play. But with with replay, um, not the replay on the television, but the full replay, you could see that yeah, probably both flags were warranted. Sip, it's very simple. Where do they go for here? It's Scott Frost, I asked the question to Ken, is he dead man walking? Is there anything he can do this year to to salvage already 2021? <laughs> Trent, it's game one. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot he could do to salvage it. Like, be, you know, maybe Wisconsin, Iowa, and Ohio State, or Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that team we saw Saturday is not doing that. Right. No, I understand. But, it's, yeah, there's stuff he could do to salvage it. I. I get what you're saying, and and I, I I know I'm chuckling, but 
there is a lot of resignation in the fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, so your questions are warranted. I'm just not saying it's not. I do get a kick out of it a little bit. But I I also understand the there is there is resignation right now after game one because of the because of the nature of the game. You saw the same sort of things that have held back the program under Frost, all basically all of them in the opener. So yeah, and I think resignation has evolved into some undercurrent of anger here in these parts. Um People are not giving up. I mean, they're very loyal fans. I was just at a breakfast gathering this morning that had, I think, 200 people at it. Um, I'm, I, in fact, I do a luncheon today. I go from that to a luncheon to another speech tonight, and they're all wow. there's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a yeah. That, I, I hope my bosses don't hear this conversation because I'm sure their first reaction is, "Do you ever do any work for us?" <laughs> um, but anyway, the the uh, the fans are still engaged, but there is an undercurrent of concern, anger, and then probably some resignation mixed in. Uh, Sip, uh, a couple areas to go with you. Uh, one of them is Adrian Martinez, and just like he did make some throws late in the game, but man, he left a lot of throws on the field early in that football game. Exactly. Sip, uh, the inaccuracy is still a major, major concern with the QB. Well, he threw one four feet over a six foot five receiver, which I imagine is not that easy to do. Um, yeah, so there's there are uh, accuracy concerns with Adrian. It's, I mean, that's the main concern with Adrian, as you guys understand, because you do it every day. Football discussions are kind of complicated, right? Because you balance the obvious need for. Adrian to improve his accuracy with the statement that Billima made, Brett Billima, the Illinois head coach, made after the game yes. when he said that there's only one mm-hmm. player on Nebraska that feared could beat him. That's Adrian. That's number two, Adrian Martinez. So he's he's extremely valuable, and I think that that Brett was probably talking more so about about Adrian's ability to run the ball. But um, yeah, his mechanics. Um, his decision making, late with throws—I mean, all that's all—all all of that is uh, obviously a concern. Stephen M. Sipple joining us here, Lincoln Journal Star. Sip, let's uh, jump from there. And what about behind Adrian Martinez? Of course, we saw McCaffrey last year get some playing time. Is there anybody in the wings? Is there anybody hope if this continues to go south for Martinez, the next guy in line? Well, they have two guys that have never played a snap in college. Mm. Uh, and you just don't – yeah, they're in a little bit of a fix. Mm-hmm. The answer to the question is Adrian's not – I mean, it would. Ha- I think it would have to get pretty bad, Trent, for them to make a move. Um, and I'm not saying that if he would struggle in the next game that they wouldn't – they might try to inject somebody. I don't know if it would be a full-on replacement, like, okay – Logan Smothers is a guy that they would look to as a redshirt freshman, um, or they have a true freshman named Heinrich Harper. It'd be one of those guys. Those are the only other scholarship quarterbacks. But I don't know if I look at if I would look at it as a full on. Here we go. We're making the move. A lot. I think Adrian would really have to deteriorate to a uh, a large degree for that to happen. And I didn't see that against Illinois. I, I mean, again, complicated. Football's complicated. There's, listen, 
they've done Adrian, I've said it on your show before, they've done Adrian a disservice here by not putting enough around him. And I thought the skill position talent would look a little bit better than what I saw against Illinois. I've been told by guys that watch practice, former coaches, etc. Sipple, they don't have any NFL receivers. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, you can say, well, you can win without NFL receivers. Yeah, you can. But I mean, wouldn't you prefer a second-round draft pick <laughs> out there somewhere? You know, I mean, the they don't have it. And they don't. And the other thing, though, that's concerning is the lack of speed. They don't. There's not a lot of speed. And I thought maybe, I thought maybe, well, you didn't see Xavier Betts, who's a, who's a really good redshirt freshman. His consistency in practice hasn't been there, so he never played a snap at receiver. I thought he might be their best one. Didn't play, so I, it's hard to know exactly what's going on there. Um, but, I, you know, running back, they just look pretty average. Yeah, he did. They, look, they have some guys. They have some guys. But the biggest concern, Beyond, beyond besides special teams is the lack of production up front mm-hmm. and, and it was there was two guys a couple guys that really struggled I mean really struggled and I don't know what to tell you about that uh, Sip we've got uh, 60 seconds left so what do uh, what does Frost and company want to see this week I mean Forden there, it should be a, a no doubt about it not even close type of football game what do they want to see what can they get from this game against Fordham to take them uh, for, through the rest of September I think clean football would be good I, you know I don't okay so you guys know how it goes when you're playing an opponent that's your equal or better they're stressed Right, and you revert sometimes to bad habits. You're not going to be a you're you're not playing opponent an opponent this week that should put a lot of stress on you physically, mentally, otherwise. So I would like to see clean football. Um, you know, clean football from um, you know fewer penalties, few penalties. They only had five. They actually only had five against Illinois, but they were big ones. Fewer mistakes on special teams. It was a disaster. Special teams was a disaster. Yeah, terrible. Two, yeah. two missed, two missed extra points. Mm-hmm. I mean, a thirteen-yard punt, a twenty-six-yard fumble. Yeah, the fumble. Yeah, the god-awful fumble. Um, I would like to see cleanliness, a clean game. I don't think that's too much to ask at all. Yep. Yeah, I guess it wasn't a fumble. His knee was down, but just the fact that he fielded the punt in Yikes. the first place. Simple. He fielded the ball. He fielded the ball. Too. Right, and, and going into the end zone, yeah, with his back to, yeah, just you can't do that. Sip, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it. All right, great, great job. See you guys. Yep, good to talk to you, Stephen M. Sip, Lincoln Journal star on Nebraska. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. He's next. Miller and Condon, fourteen sixty kicks and old shop on Friday, September tenth. KXNO and now 106.3 on the FM dial. It's Miller and Condon. We're glad you're with us as we take you until noon. Well, for the first of many, many Thursdays to come, Lee Sterling is back with us. ParamountSports.com. Lee, Trent, and Ken in Des Moines. Uh, Good to have you back aboard, Lee. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, Somehow we made it through last year, and we're not perfect yet, but... um, uh, we were able to navigate through a difficult year, and uh, it's going to be fun to, to see uh, 
fans back in the stands again. I don't have to hear the, the fan can noise. It's usually off by a quarter or half a second. Indeed it is. You know what? Your phone line is off by half a second. Yeah, and we tried a second line. And it's still a little right? funky, but we'll... Yeah, we'll work our way through it. We will. All right, try okay. fire away. Let's start things off. I'm excited about this one. A lot of people talking about it. The betting line, Texas. Favored by eight and a half against Louisiana Lafayette, and you don't have to tell the people in Ames how good the Raging Cajuns are. No, and, and they, I think they caught uh, the, the Cyclones by you know surprise last year. And, and how did they do at special teams? Two big returns for touchdowns. I don't think they're going to catch Texas by surprise this year. Texas' special teams were number 17 in the country last year. They could be a top-ten unit this year, so that could be pretty even there. Now, I think there's going to be a little bit of a drop-off losing Sam Erlinger, but maybe in almost every other category they could be stronger. We know they're going to be uh, better coached. And uh, here's what it's amazing. All anyone talks about with the Raging Cajuns last year was them beating the Cyclones. But most people couldn't tell you they struggled versus Georgia State and had to win in overtime. And they won by three and two points against Georgia Southern and UT San Antonio. So I think Texas is going to be able to run the football here versus uh, the one weakness that the Raging Cajuns have here. I like Texas. I think they pull away late 30 to 16. All right. So tonight, uh, up north of us here, the Gophers are hosting Ohio State. Everyone's picked to win the Big Ten. It's 13. What do we think? New quarterback for the Buckeyes. How do you see it? I think C.J. Stroud's going to be pretty darn good. And then it helps when you got three returning offensive linemen, maybe one of them that will be drafted in the first round. Master Teague returns at running backs. They've got two star freshmen here in Henderson and Williams that um, you're going to just shake Jesus. your head and when you see how good they are. And they return six of the top eight, eight wide receivers from last year. And they had guys transfer out of their program that will be the best receiver in other programs. So, Ryan Day, 6-1 and one against the spread here as a road favorite. He loves this type of setting. And how about this? Minnesota, everyone's talking about all these guys they have coming back, 10 on the defense. But they didn't allow four or even five yards a carry. They allowed 6.3 yards per carry last year, and they didn't play an elite Big Ten team not once last year. I like uh, the Buckeyes here, 38-20. Let's go to the Big Ten. Michigan, welcome in. The MAC team from Kalamazoo, Western Michigan. The spread is 17. So Michigan's going to switch to more of a 3-4 defensive look. I think it's going to help them with new defensive coordinator Mike McDonald from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, just felt that that Brown-led defense uh, just was not up up to levels that they needed to to play at this level. Cade McNamara, I think he'll do fine at quarterback here. Western Michigan, their defense allowed almost 35 points per game against six Mac opponents and Western Kentucky here. Yikes. So um, I just think it's a different level of talent here in Western Michigan. Not much of a traveler here. One and eight against the spread as a road dog. I may not pick Michigan much this year, but for one week I'll ride them 38-17. All right, Wisconsin and Penn State tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock local. Wisconsin, four and a half as the Penn State visit uh, Penn State and the Nittany Lions visit Madison. So I think Graham Mertz is a little overrated. I think Sean mm. Clifford, quarterback for Penn State, may be a little underrated here. Wisconsin, you think of them as a great home team, home favorite? Not the case. 14-20 and 20 against the spread as a home favorite under Chris. And 
They're also not a great running team anymore. They used to average a couple years ago 6.2 yards per carry, then 5.3 yards per carry. Last year, 3.9 yards per carry. All three running backs missed the spring. They're back. But I just think that cohesiveness and that power isn't quite there yet. I think uh, the Nittany Lions, which are 13-5 and the last 18 as a visitor, I think they're going to be able to, to pull the upset here. Their weakness is protecting the quarterback. They've allowed 120 sacks the last four years, but uh, Wisconsin, only 11 sacks in seven games last year. Wrong team favorite, guys. Mm. Penn State, 27-24. A lot of people liking the Nittany Lions coming into the season. Let's go to Kinnick Stadium. The Hawkeyes welcome in the Hoosiers to open up the Big Ten slate. Iowa favored by three in the hook. So Michael Penix, when he did not play the final two games, they scored just 14 and 20 points. Every game he scored and he played in, 24 points or higher. So they are a different team with him in there. Uh, it was evident just watching them. They did change some of their blocking schemes on the offensive line. they got to run a little bit better, keep the pressure off of him as he's coming off knee surgery. On defense, how do they do it? They dial up pressure. They have two cornerbacks in Williams and Mullen. Uh, play really good lockdown defense, led to 17 interceptions last year and 25 sacks in eight games here. So I think they're motivated, Indiana. This might be a, finally a football school, not a basketball school. They're 0-3 straight up and against the spread versus Iowa the last three games. I'm hearing their fall camp has been the best ever here. And Iowa's good, but still don't think they're the next level here. And they did lose three of four starting defensive linemen. Again, wrong team favorite. Hoosiers, they're a basketball school, 26-23. Interesting. Well, your game of the week is another Big Ten tilt. It goes tomorrow night, Northwestern Michigan State. Northwestern is a three-point favorite. Uh, if the audience wants more information on that, how do they get a hold of you? Well, it's going to be my biggest game of the weekend for my clients. You want to get it for free? Just call now. First 10 callers, 800-400-9741. Again, the number, 800-400-9741. Uh, go to the website, ParamountSports.com. Try to do it the right way. Um, you can look on the website under recent results on the homepage. See every game I've given my clients the last five years. My games are also monitored at Covers.com. Forty other handicappers there. Last year, number one in the country combined. And there's some sharp minds there. A couple guys went to MIT and... Uh, we won it all combined win- winners uh, for, for clients in college football and the NFL. So you want to hop on board and get for the season, use coupon code SAVE300 to save $300. You get a month of games here at my phone service, 397 Or you want to try us out this weekend, Labor Day weekend, we've got nine games. $97. It's an instant download. So you don't, if you're going to the beach, you're going to, to a barbecue, or you're going to one of the games, you don't have to call back tomorrow, Saturday, or Sunday. Uh, just go to ParamountSports.com. All right. We'll have to work on that phone line uh, for next week, Lee. That was, uh, that was tough. I appreciate you coming on. Glad you're back with us. Look forward to another long, successful season. ParamountSports.com. Thank you, Lee Sterling. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. That was brutal. Yeah. I apologize to our listening audience. There is nothing we Good can info. do. Good info. Yeah, but awful. I mean, that's the worst. Pac-Man. Ooh. Hour two coming up next.